1: Hey, everybody. Welcome. You're Saltwater Guy, Captain Dave Hansen and Marley the Monkey with another phenomenal podcast for everybody here. This is going to be a good one, fun one today. Wednesdays are always fun. I didn't really enjoy Wednesdays because it's text the show Wednesday. That means you can text in your questions to the show and I will do my very best to answer your questions. And if I don't know the answer to your question, I'll make up an answer that sounds super intelligent. Today is Okuma Wednesday. we always talking about Okuma products on Wednesday. It may be some Fish Lab products. It may be a reel. You never know. But we're always talking Okuma on Wednesdays. And today is no exception. I have a couple of phenomenal reels to show you a little bit later on in the show. And then we'll talk about where you can pick those reels up at. So stay tuned for that. These reels are what I use all the time. And you're going to love checking them out. But don't forget share 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 it's super important for my algorithm for my channel for everything is that you hit that share button right on the bottom of your screen right now and those of you that are listening driving in your car or in your truck listening to the podcast tell all your friends about our podcast we've been doing it now for three years monday through friday 12 o'clock pacific standard time we do this live show monday through friday so we're hoping that we are uh Thank you very much, Darren. I love those PCH rods. They work phenomenal for me. I've never thought, wow, if I just didn't have this rod. I mean, those rods, they're super lightweight, and but they have a heck of a backbone, and they work very, very well. So thank you for throwing that out there, Darren, because I love talking Akuma products, and I love the PCH rods, that's for sure. But today, we're going to be showing a couple of different reels, and I think you'll like those also. But don't forget to hit the share button, like, subscribe to our channel, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere you go. It's your saltwater guide. And uh, it's game plan Thursday tomorrow. There's going to be a lot to talk about. There was some tuna caught out of Dana Point yesterday. There's a lot of Dorado being caught down in San Diego. It's just the season that just won't stop. It just keeps on keeping on. And then on top of all that, We have spectacular lobster fishing. We've been talking about it for the last few days on our show. We have epic lobster fishing gang. And Justin Botrell is going tomorrow night. He's already got a cup. I think he's got one spot left. I think Justin has one spot left. If you want to join Justin on his trip, grab that QR code right there or give him a call. You can call Justin anytime. Ask him. If he's got that spot still open, it's probably not, but it was open an hour ago when I talked to him. You can give him a call at 951-703-9442. If you saw what he did the other night, he had 24 lobsters up just over 10 pounds, a 10-pounder, an 8-pounder, 10 10 over 3 pounds. So if you want to join Justin, he's he's doing a trip tomorrow. He's going to go live on your saltwater guide while they're out on the trip fishing inside Long Beach, L.A. Harbor. We won't be giving you the exact spot, but if you want to go out there and catch some lobsters so you have some holiday lobsters for your family and friends, go out with Justin tomorrow night. He's got one spot available. You better get on it quick. Grab the QR code or call him at 951-703-9442, and that'll get you out with Justin Botrell on Bowline Sport Fishing. Him and Pablo are the only two guys I really uh, promote and care about you go and hoop netting with them. They do a fine job. They do it your saltwater guideway. So I know you have a very good chance of catching some lobsters and you want to check it out. The operation is incredible. His boat's nice and big and clean and it's perfect for hoop netting or bluefin fishing or whatever you want to do. So grab that QR code and give Justin a call. Don't forget, gang, today is Text the Show Wednesday. The only way this show goes is if you text in your questions or leave them on YouTube or I can read them off of the screen because Kelly's not here tomorrow. Thursday and Friday, gang, we'll be doing the shows at nighttime. And I'm hoping to be doing them at 6 o'clock tomorrow night and Friday night. Why? Because I'm fishing in the largest money jackpot tournament in the world. I'm fishing the black and blue Bisbee's tomorrow with my good friend, Kevin, Cubby, Paul. And uh, oh, thank you very much, Brad. That's pretty funny, huh? But um, I'm fishing with Cubby in the Bisbee's tomorrow and the next day. So I'll be out on the water all day tomorrow and all day the next day. We're going to try to show you the shotgun start tomorrow morning. It's at 7 a.m. And we'll try to go live on Facebook. That's our plan if everything goes right. And those of you that are talking and wondering what's going on down here, we lost power again. It's just a giant mess down here still. They're trying to clean it up. But we lost power last night at about 10 o'clock. We haven't had power. Still no power. So we're on generator, which runs perfect. I have a 8KW generator that powers my whole house. I have a shore cord. 40-foot-long short cord, the generator's dead center in the middle of my driveway, and then I run the cord into the junction box, plugs in perfect, just like you'd plug in your boat. Devo, how are you? Hello, everybody that's joining us. Thank you all. Devo, thank Marley, thanks you very, very much for the relief fund. That was very nice of you. Thank you very, very much. I hope we get something, Dan. That would be spectacular. It would be very, very nice to go to the to go to the scales. But gang, help me out here. If you got any burning questions or burning things that you want to know about, text the show at 949-374-0786 or leave your questions on the screen here. Arnie, how are you? Yeah, Marley's running on a treadmill. That would be funnier than heck. I, I almost get enough power to that I'd probably get as much power as those windmills give you with Marley running on a treadmill. The biggest scam ever done to the American people, the the green energy scamola or the global warming scamola. I don't know if you've ever been up and down the Baja, but at one time the whole Baja was underwater. I stopped on the side of the road to go potty. And when I'm pissing in the sand on the side of the road in the middle of the Bob Peninsula, all of a sudden I start seeing seashells. So what? I, my biggest question always is when I hear these global warmest come out loud, huh? I go, well, what's normal? Is it normal for the Colorado River to be filled up to the rim of the Grand Canyon or is it normal for it to be dry like it is right now? Is it normal for the Baja Peninsula to be underwater, or is it normal for it to be up high and dry like it is right now? These are just questions I wanna I want to ask you. I want to know is uh I was told I watched a documentary about 20 years ago that said right now most of California would be underwater. Well, I think though the high tide level is almost exactly where it was when I was a little boy in the in the 60s. I don't know. Sounds pretty. If you look at it with common sense, gang, I don't buy. I don't know how you could go. Oh, it's global warming. Global warming. Do you guys remember Mount St. Helens? We're old enough to remember Mount St. Helens. Remember when that erupted and the whole California was covered in black ash? Nobody knows what's normal. No one has five minutes to wait. Everything has. To, where to the microwave culture now? Everything has to happen right now. Everything. Yeah, I've seen those. Brian, I watch so much stuff about these windmills. Here's a scary thing that we haven't talked about on the show yet, and this is real. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm not. I'm not Fox or CNN. I'm just your saltwater guys. Yeah, exactly, Mike Lewis. How funny was that? We don't want to know what these politicians know. Why would you want to know what they know? You guys are silly. Why would you want to know what they know? They've never worked for a living. They've never been outside. They don't know. They've they got the most palest skin in the world. They don't go outside. Whatever, whoever's paying them the most is what bullshit's going to come out of their mouth. Oh, now I got to give all the kids free stuff because I said doors. But, yeah, uh, I. Yeah, okay, I'll I'll bring it down. I don't want to get too political. Well, we're not being political. We're being realist, ladies and gentlemen. Global warming is a scam. It's a scam. You guys don't understand. It's a giant scam being put on you. They don't even know what normal is. Like I just said, is the Grand Canyon supposed to be filled up to the rim with water? I don't know. Would that be normal? Because at one time it was. Look at it. That was made by water flowing through it. So <laughs> there's just so much. So much ludicrousness and ridiculousness. But my good friend John Stanley asked a phenomenal question. So that's the first question we're going to go on. And then we'll get going from there. And we'll leave all this political mumbo-jumbo to the true political people so john stanley asked me when you're hooping what crabs can we keep and are there restrictions on them we can keep if for some strange reason a dungeness crab crawled down into southern california you could keep it but what we have here are called rock crabs and i got a picture for you because john sent me that question so this is the rock crab this is what they look like and uh If you watch Justin's video the other night, he caught almost 30 of those. And they're all, the claws are probably the only really good thing to eat. You could probably do the Mike Lewis uh, popcorn crab legs, maybe. Like you did the popcorn lobster legs for me, Mike. And that video came out spectacular. And we're going to have that going out on social media next week. But these rock crabs, gang, those claws are humongous. On a legal size. What's legal size? Four and a quarter inch. And if you are compliant with the law and you have your lobster measuring device on the front side of it, or excuse me, on the lobster side of it is the carabus for a lobster is three and a quarter inch. And then the, the uh, the crab has to be four and a quarter inch. So if you look at your lobster gauge, one side of it says lobster and the other side of it says crab. And that's for these rock crabs. You can have them year round. You could go with your hoop nets and catch these rock crabs year round. If you get some lobsters in your net, know, you can't keep them, but you could uh, catch these rock crabs. They, they're they not your stone crabs like you guys have in Florida. They're not stone crabs, but they have same basic kind of look. Same basic kind of look and the claws are incredible. Yeah, you got to try the popcorn legs, but the claws, gang, you got to have a hammer and you got to have like a cutting board or something. You don't want to beat on your counters with it because the claws are super thick. The shell on the claws is thick, but the meat is so sweet. It's a lot of work to get to the meat on these rock crabs gang, but at the end of the day, it's absolutely worth it. It's a very, very good, very, very good, uh, eating. I'm just reading a comment. Very, very good eating crab and they're called rock crabs. And it says right here on the fish and wildlife year round, you can catch them in Southern California. And, uh, they're harder than heck to crack, and you uh, make sure you use a crab cracker. Rock crabs are caught using crab pots between 90 and 250 feet of water. Well, we already know that we're catching these rock crabs in, in uh, 15 to 20 feet of water, so they don't really know where they live, but we do, and Justin does, and it's a, it's a phenomenal fishery it's a nice bycatch when you catch them when you're out there hoop netting with these rock crabs and that's a great question these are the only ones now you're gonna catch you're gonna catch those big spider crabs and you're going to catch those decorator crabs when you're out there both of those are terrible to eat they're terrible 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 they stink to high heaven because the they don't molt their shells as often as these guys do as the rock crabs so the shells on those Spider crabs are covered with so much mold and fungus and everything that the stench that they bring into your house when you take them home. I've had people tell me, oh, I took them home and I tried to cook them and still can't get the smell out of my house five months later. Yeah, they're a horrible animal. Do not take the spider crabs or the decorator crabs home with you. They're no bueno. You want these guys. That's exactly what they look like. You want to get these rock crabs. They're almost like a stone crab, except the stone crab's claws are much yellower. We get red rock crabs, and we get yellow rock crabs. They're both the same, and they both taste phenomenal. And uh, if you don't want to deal with them, give them to your friends that always ask, hey, you got? did you get any extra lobsters last night? No, but I got these phenomenal crab claws. Have at it, folks. It does take... A little bit of time to bust into the shell because the shell's so thick, but they come out really good. They come out really tasty. I like to dip them in a little cocktail sauce. I'm not going to waste my butter on those. I'm going to use my butter for my lobsters, but I like a little cocktail sauce. My good friend Steven asks the question, have plenty of yellowfin tuna still in the freezer looking to stock some halibut have had most of my luck in 30 to 50 feet of water catching halibut, but 36 inches is the largest and not a ton. Have any tips to get over the 40-inch mark in the fall or winter? Here's what we do. We fish live mackerel. And what we do is we clip their tail like I show you in how to fish the dropper loop with the live mackerel. We're going to clip our tail on our on our live mackerel so he doesn't swim away. He can still swim. He's still going to be down there. and We're going to use a large, like maybe an ounce and a half or two ounce sliding sinker right down to the hook. And we're going to, we don't want a lot of wind, but we're going to fish. If you want to get a big halibut, you want to use a live greenback mackerel and you want to nose hook it and with a sliding sinker and drop it to the bottom Not, you got to have a little bit of breeze, but you don't want a lot of breeze. And then you're going to fish it out of gear, thumb on the, or index finger on the spool, and you're going to slowly drag it through the sand and the mud down on the bottom. I like to fish halibut in 20 feet of water on the beaches along Southern California over at the islands. I like to fish shallow. I like to fish that shallow with that mackerel. If I just want to catch some legal halibut to take home, I'm using live anchovies or dead grunion. But if I want that monster halibut, I don't want to deal with any small ones. I'm using a live mackerel, nose hook, sliding sinker, fished on the bottom, out of gear, index finger on the spool, thumb on the trigger like I show you the proper way to hold your reel. Any other ways wrong? I know you've been doing it wrong for 50 years. Why in the heck do you want to brag about doing something wrong? Ooh, I've been doing it that way for 50. Okay. 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 I'm not here to argue with you. You want to do it wrong. You go right ahead. Oh my God. At the end of the day, though, we'll compare scoreboards. I bet you I have a couple more fish in the bag than you do. But back to what I was talking about. This reel in free spool, thumb on the, thumb on the trigger, index finger on the spool, letting it drag that mackerel on the bottom. When that halibut grabs it, the reel's in free spool so he could start to pull the line off the reel. I'm going to let him run for quite a long time. I'm going to apply a tiny bit of pressure, though, on the spool as he's running. Because why do you do that? Because he's going to think another fish is trying to steal that mackerel out of his mouth. 99.9% of the fish are going to do what we call dog bone. He's got, they're going to come up and they're going to grab the bait dead center in the middle and they're going to start swimming around with it. I don't care if it's a halibut or a marlin or a sea bass. I think they're swimming around with it in their mouth, dog bone style, because they're trying to show off to all their friends. This is my theory. I know it's probably wrong, but I think they're trying to show off to all their friends that they actually got food and their friends didn't. And then all of a sudden they feel a little bit of pressure coming from you with your finger on the spool. And as that pressure starts to pull back on it, he inhales it down. When he inhales it down, then it's hookup city USA and you're on. But what happens is 99.9% of the fishermen, the minute they feel it start to take it, they rip it right out of their mouth because remember he's dog boning it. So he's swimming around with it like that. And the minute you start to feel it pull, you rip it right out of his mouth. The hook never got near his mouth. That's why you put a little bit of pressure with your index finger, make him inhale the bait And then set the hook and wind in your halibut. And another thing about halibut, gang, they're really dumb. So when you hook your halibut, you got your halibut on. Don't pull up and wind down. Because that's stupid anyway. But everybody thinks they're on wide world of sports or inside sport fishing or something. What you want to do is set the hook. And then slowly turn the handle. And you can make that halibut come right up to the surface. He'll never know he's hooked. The minute you see him, you got to put the gaff in him. You got to be ready. You got to be ready because he's going to come up just like he has no idea. If you're not jerking and having a seizure, but you're winding slowly, Mm -hmm. turning the handle slowly. And then all of a sudden, you feel the weight but you're not losing your mind. You're just slowly winding them up. We call it walking the dog. You're walking the halibut right to the surface. If you go slow and gentle, if it's a sandbass, you're going to know right away. He's going to be freaking out. He's going to be, look like a little vibrator on the end of your line, but a halibut, he's going to be just like dead weight. Like you hooked a towel on the bottom. But if you slowly wind him up, He'll come right up to the top. You can walk him right up to the top. And if you don't freak out, if he doesn't put the gaff in him and then fling him on the boat, you'll get him. If you freak out and he hears you and he hears you stomping around the day, he's going to wake up. He's going to take a bunch of line. You're going to panic, Mike Lewis, and you're going to put your thumb on the spool and pop him off. Never, ever, 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 ever do we use the, our thumb as a drag. Gang, that's booger eater stuff. We can go through all the superstars of sport fishing and show you all the booger eater stuff they're trying to teach. And they try to teach you to put your thumb on the spool for drag. That is lame. The star drag, the lever drag. There's no reason for your thumb to be the drag. It's not 1940. We're not using a leather strap in our thumb, it's 2023. Guy spent a million dollars inventing the drag system back in the fifties. You don't have to use your thumb as a drag anymore. And anybody that does, once again, you're bragging about doing something wrong. And that's stupid. i have been using my thumb as a drag for years. I heard this from one guy once when I was out teaching. He goes, I know exactly how much pressure to put on when I hook the fish. And I know. And I'm like, What? How do you, How do you know how big the fish is that you just hooked? How do you know how much pressure you can put on? How do you know all this? I want to I want I said, well, if you know all that, give me the lottery numbers, bro. Give me something that means something. If you already know the future, and you know what you hook the minute you hook it. Why don't you just give us the lottery numbers and we can all just, we can go live on a bitching island together and just kill tons of fish with no regulation. I saw a new regular. Oh, I got it. A- Holy moly. I saw a new regulation. The The superstars of Cedro sport fishing down in Mexico are going to regulate the Calico bass fishery on their. They're going to put, there's not enough regulations. So they're going to create their own regulations for calico bass. This is so, oh my God, that's got to be one of the dumbest things I've ever. We got so many regulations and you're in a foreign country where there's no regulation and you're, you're that stupid. I'm sorry. I'm going to say the word. You're that stupid that now you're going to regulate a fishery that needs no regulation because Oh, it's just the right thing. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life. It's not the right thing to do. If you've ever put your head under the water, there's a billion calico bass. <sighs> just because your lack of knowledge of how to catch a fish should not be the reason why we add more regulations. That is, uh, uh, I've about pooped my pants. And believe me, I'm putting together a phenomenal, comment for that because I just can't even as hard as we work here, as much money as we donate to CCA California and to try to keep our fisheries open so that we can enjoy fisheries. Here's some brainiac that has no idea what's going on. Probably a flat earther, probably, probably, let's be honest, probably a flat earther, probably a a global warmest. And uh, they're going to go down there. To an island that has zero point zero percent pressure on a on a fish that there is literally zillions of, you can drop a piece of lead over the side and catch five pound calicos. You don't. That's why everybody loves Cedros, because it's a zero talent fishery. You can go down there and pretty much put pick a booger out of your nose and flick it in the water and catch a bass on it. And now they're gonna. <laughs> Now they're going to regulate it. (laughs) Uh, I got to get down there and go make some videos of this stupidity. I need to get down there and make videos of stupid people. Stupid people. It's so funny. It is hilarious. Oh, my God. That is the funniest thing I've ever heard of. We're going to go regulate. We're going to go regulate a foreign country. We're going to show them. Beat it. (laughs) Go regulate some more of your stupid stuff in California if you want into regulating. Captain Dave, glad you made it through the hurricane. Okay, what is harder to crack, a rock crab or a spider crab? Well, I don't know. I'm never going to crack a spider crab. That's just worthless. There's no meat on them. They stink like crazy. But I think those rock crab claws are, I don't know, they're so, the. The shell is so thick on them. I don't know what would I. I gotta say the rock crab would be if I was gonna crack into a spider crab. I'd probably say the rock crab's gonna be thicker. The shell's gonna be thicker. And good afternoon. I see a few sea bass being caught up here in the Channel Islands. Do you know if those are in shallow water kelp lines or is there a squid bed out in deeper water? There's. squid. Squid all the way around the Channel Islands right now. At Santa Cruz Island, there's squid all over the place. Sonny will be giving me a a uh, pretty good game plan. But there's squid all around the island. But what I was told they're doing is they're doing that that uh, springtime sea bass fishing where they just get a couple guys on the bow with a hookup bait or one of those flukes. And they're just driving th- slowly through the kelp, looking for these sea bass that are cruising around in the kelp. And then they're just flicking the bait right on their nose and catching them. It's all sight fishing is what I was told. That'll be on our game plans. We'll tell you exactly where it's happening at and how they're doing it. Over at, on the coast, at Newport Reef and stuff, there's so much squid right now in Huntington Beach, like the best commercial squid on the coast that they've had in a very, very, very long time. Some nights they're catching six, seven hundred tons. Other nights they're catching one or two hundred tons. But it's just a phenomenal fishery right now, and it's sustainable. Don't get your panties in a oh, good six hundred tons. This fish spawns and dies. So actually, when the purse seiners, the commercial guys are catching it, it's actually good for the environment because there's not a bunch of dead squid rotting all over the bottom of the ocean. It keeps it the fishery healthy. It keeps it good. And then we'll go back to what we were talking about last week. We should never, ever talk crap about the United States of America's commercial fishermen and women. It's one of the most highly regulated uh, professions in, in the world. We are the most sustainable fishery, are fishermen in the world, the, the United States commercial fishermen. And then to have booger eater sport fishermen that don't know nothing, that are flat earthers, that are a global warmest, telling you, oh, they're going to wipe out. No, they're not going to wipe it out. They're not. And you should keep your mouth shut because the United States of America has the biggest appetite for seafood, but we don't buy our own. So be be quiet. We don't buy our own seafood. Almost all your seafood at Costco and Walmart and and the grocery store, that's all imported from foreign countries with 0.0 regulations. A lot of the stuff's grown in sewer sewer pools and stuff like that. Your shrimp, your sand dabs. There's so much grossness going on in the world today. We should applaud our... United States commercial fishermen. We should not condemn them. We should never be on the other side of them. It is the stupidest thing we can do as Americans and especially as fishermen is condemn the the uh, commercial fishermen of the United States of America. We're overregulated and there's no need to put another regulation on this because it doesn't need any more regulations. We are sustainable fishermen, but you know what? You're not going to buy our seafood either. Oh, I would. Really? You would? Okay. Well, then the only way you're going to get it is to go to like John's Fish Market, Santa Monica Seafood, Tommy Gomes, Tunaville Marketing Grocery. There's There's fish markets up and down the coast. But if you go into Walmart or Costco or Sam's Club and you buy your fish there, you're buying foreign caught fish. I know that for a fact so s- slow down on condemning the cal the commercial fishermen especially the squid guys that are out catching squid right now because they haven't really made any money in the last nine ten months there hasn't been anything for them to catch they didn't have any they didn't catch any yellowfin tuna to speak of there was a little seven or eight boats out there chasing that yellowfin around, but they couldn't catch enough to pay for the fuel, if you remember correctly, because fuel shot up to $7 a gallon. Yeah. So these guys haven't made any money and now they're actually catching some squid on the beach and they're starting to make a little bit of money and feed their families and and support the ice house and support the, the fuel dock and support the coffee shop and support the gas station and the truck drivers and this goes on and on and on. And this is what the commercial United States commercial fishermen support so many other businesses that you don't even think about. So stop complaining about them. They're not hurting the fish. So calm down and don't, don't talk crap about them. If you have some, if you have something that you think's intelligent that you need to say, Text me at nine four nine three seven four zero seven eight six and I'll straighten your ass out. But don't get on one of these uh Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube and tell people that the commercial fishermen of the United States of America are wiping out the ocean because that's the furthest thing from the truth. It's as soon as America stops eating seafood, then they can talk. But as long as we have the biggest appetite of any country in the world for seafood. We really don't have a leg to stand on or anything to stand up and say about our guys because we don't even buy their seafood. So stop. All right. No one brings home calico bass anywhere. They're all released. Yeah. Well, not on my boat. They're not. And I wouldn't even let I wouldn't even let my guys go bluefin fishing until they all caught their limited calico's every morning at Clementi. Then after you got your five and everybody on the boat got their five, then I'd take you bluefin fishing because I would be damned if we're going to go out to San Clemente Island and go tuna fishing and we're not going to catch calico bass first. That's all I ever fished Clemente for was calico bass. And then when I was running those trips for the bluefin, I made damn sure that I got my fair share. There was uh, six people, and then there was three or four of us and crew members, and we would make sure that we had limits for the whole boat before we ever left because I don't believe... I think it's good for the environment to take some of those calicos out so we can get some of the bigger fish. Take an aquarium and put 10 little fish in there. And as long as you keep feeding those 10 little fish, they'll never get bigger than the area that those 10 little fish can swim in. But if you get rid of some of those little fish, a couple of those fish will get real big. Same with the ocean, same with Cedro, same with Clementi. You need to thin out the herd and get rid of those little ones. And they're phenomenal to eat anyway. Sorry, I got on a tangent there. Oh, Dave Hill, you talked to you talked to Nars and he took care of it. Thank you, that is great. Listen, my good friend Dave Hill contacted me yesterday and asked me if War Heroes on our Freedom Alliance would be interested in a, a car that he wanted to donate. And I said, give Mike Nars a call; he'll tell you everything there is to know about it. And apparently. They'll take donations. So let's talk about War Heroes for a minute. War Heroes on Water, Freedom Alliance, phenomenal organization. It's never ever just tournament time for donations. It's year round for our vets. It's year round for our heroes. It's year round for all of them. And what's going on in the world today has got to make you really think about our veterans and all the sacrifice they've given for us. So if you're going to do something... Make War Heroes on Water be viral. Make all the videos we did with War Heroes on Water be viral. And let's donate. Donate, donate, donate to a worthy cause. Let's quit donating to the California sea line and start donating to our veterans. There's the QR code. If you don't know what we're talking about. And Dave Hill, thank you very much. Those guys mean a ton. Those men and women mean a ton to me. I can't give up enough stuff for all they've done so that I can sit here in front of you and do a podcast Monday through Friday and go fishing and have fun and be having a good time. It's all because of the sacrifices that the men and women of the United States of America have done for me to live the life I get to live. And I really didn't do anything but just show up. So I owe them everything. Thank you, Dave Hill, for that. That's incredible. What's my favorite setup for calico bass? It's going to be, it's going to be, That's a great segue into what we're talking about right now, gang. This is my reel that I love to fish with. This is the Tesoro 5 Narrow. This thing is an incredible machine. And you watch all my videos of me fishing the mangroves or me fishing calicos. I like to use this Tesoro Star Drag. It works phenomenal for me. This is a Kuma product, the Tesoro Star Drag five narrow. This thing is incredible. I can fish all day with this on a PCH nine foot PCH rod, medium, no heavy PCH nine foot heavy, not extra heavy, not heavy, heavy, just heavy nine foot with this reel on it. I can fish calicos all day long. I don't get worn out. If I want to use a lever drag, I'm going to go to the Komodo series, maybe the 300 and put it on the nine foot PCH rod. But There's nothing better than the star drag. There's nothing better than the Just for me, for guys that know how to guide their line and cast, this is the go-to reel. This is what I'm going to fish with, with the nine-foot PCH rod. And then, look at, this is the five. This is the Alejos five, two-speed. All right? So this is going to get you that 40 to 60-pound bluefin all day, every day. It's small fits perfect in your hand. It's not very heavy, but like John Bretza was saying on the show, this is the uh, mini Makaira. It's just like using a Makaira. It's a small series of real, the mini Makaira is what they call this thing, the Alejos. I think I got a video. Hold on.
0: This is John Bretza, director of product development. This one. An
1: no i don't have yes no no i don't so i'm just going to show you that i i had it i don't know what i did with it look at this the alejos 5 2 speed this thing's phenomenal for tuna efficient same type of thing the only difference is this is the narrow 5 tesoro star drag this is the 5 alejos with the uh, lever drag. These things work phenomenal, gang. These things are an incredible machine for catching that bluefin, that smaller gray bluefin with this big power handle and then clicking it into low gear and winding that up. These things work epic. These are phenomenal. Okay, oh, here you go. Thank you, Elliot.
0: This is John Brexler, director Elliot. of product development in- for Kuma Fishing Tackle. <laughs> what I have here is exciting new upgraded Alihose two-speed reels. For all you tuna guys, bottom fish guys, anybody that wants something that's super durable, heavy duty, but you can fish lighter tackle, this is it. I refer to this as a mini Makaira. So what we've done with the the Alihose updates is that we've taken the dual force drag system that's in the Makaira and we've mirrored that inside the new Alihos. The other thing that we've done is based on popular demand that we've heard from you anglers out there is that we added a thrust bearing. The same thrust bearing that you'll find in the Makaira is now in the Leos. So when you fish at really heavy drag pressure, you're gonna eliminate any handle binding and you're gonna have great free spool and you're gonna be able to really put the wood to these big tuna. The other thing that we've also done is that one of the keys in the Makaira drag system is a drag cam and the actual ramp and what it can actually achieve from free spool to strike, but more importantly, from strike to full when that fish is in the death circle. The Makaira outperforms everything else and what we did is we copied the drag cam and put that in the Alihos. So some great uh, benefits there. The other thing, just like the previous Alihos, you have 17-4 grade stainless steel gearing. One advantage that you do have, even though I call it a mini Makaya, one advantage that it does have is that there's a cast control system. So you can adjust this to real heavy pressure, say if you're up in Alaska fishing mm-hmm. out of it, you got real heavy lead, you can slow that spool down, or you can do micro adjustments for say, casting uh, sardines or something like that on the West Coast. Uh, The new Alios is going to be backed by a three-year warranty. This product is now shipping and in the dealer's hands right now. If you want to find out more information on the Alios, check it out on OkumaFishingUSA.com.
1: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, Elliot. Thank you so much. You made me look like a pro right there. There's your QR code, gang, for that Alios lever drag. And I like the five. I like this five, two-speed right here. This thing's a a machine. You're going to have a great time fishing that tuna with it with this big power handle. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. And then if you're going to do that calico bass fishing, like I said, you're going to love this little Tesoro Narrow 5. This thing is a machine. It's going to catch you so many fish. But check out the Alejo Series lever drag reels today. You won't be disappointed. And then uh, I think they sell them down at Sharkbait. I think if you tell them you were watching it on your saltwater guide, you get some type of discount or something from shark bait or something like that. I'm thinking pretty sure something like that's going on, gang. So check that out. There's a little bit about it. There's a little bit about it. That's what we're looking at, the Alejos levers, lever drag reels. They're bitching little two-speed reels. You'll 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 be able to catch plenty of fish with them. All the stuff that you need to know right there on your screen, you can rewind this, go back and read all about it. So let's get back to our show, gang. And we wanted to, we want to give away a T-shirt today to one lucky texter. So make sure you text the show or send in a message on the chat line. I will read your messages. And Elliot, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My gosh. The guy is insane. I know you got a ton of stuff to do, and he's right here helping us out. And he's working his little butt off all the time. All right. Gang, if you have a question, send it in. Hey, Captain Dave, is all okay with you and the family after the hurricane? Did it blow away the plastic owl that scares Marley? We hope so. What it did was it made the neighbor lady put it down. She put the plastic owl down in her backyard. It's somewhere down in the backyard. I can't see it. If I could, I would have jumped the fence and stole it. But right now, she doesn't have her table set up. She doesn't have anything set up. So Marley can't see it. So Marley, after the hurricane... Marley's very, very relaxed right now. Things are good. So thank you, Mike, for asking that. Yeah, the the plastic owl is not up right now. He's he's down in the backyard laying on the ground. Okay, Tim, you're here. That's all that matters, buddy. That's all that matters. You're here. And we're happy to see everybody that's always watching. Thank you very much. Those of you that haven't seen the show before and you're watching right now, I got to ask you to help me out here. Hit the share button on the bottom of the screen. Hit the share button. Hit the like button. But the share is the most important because I know there's a lot of people out there that love humor. They might not like fishing, but they love humor. I will keep them entertained. I promise you won't let, they won't be let down. So share this with all your friends. All you got to do is hit the share button on Facebook and it's going to go to all your friends you don't even know. And then they're going to share with their friends and then it's going to spider web out then the next thing you know, Captain Dave will be sitting next to Joe Rogan doing podcasts. That would be pretty cool. So make sure you check all that out. And don't... Oh, yeah, we've been talking about this the whole time, gang. Justin still has one, one spot available for tomorrow night. Look at, gang, it's raining a little bit today. It's The, the pressure, low pressure's in, and... You want to get out there and go hoop net. And I talk about it all the time. Weather is the key. There is a monkey behind me. Yes. That, his name is Marley. He's the smallest little monkey in the world. Where'd you go, buddy? There he is. There he is right there. Yeah, I didn't even know where he was, but there he is. Yep, Marley's a monkey. He's a marmoset monkey. He's the smallest monkey in the world. But Justin's got a trip, gang. You don't want to miss it. You want to be a part of it because you're going to get to watch it live. He's going to broadcast the trip tomorrow live. How cool would it be for you to be there? This is your opportunity to go hoop netting with Justin on Bowline sport fishing. You don't want to miss the trip. It's going to be incredible. He's got one spot available that he's already filled up the other three. He's only taken four of you. And then he's taken the photographer from Promar. And it's going to be a great night of hooping in Long Beach Harbor with the weather and everything that's going on. It probably is going to be a phenomenal crawl. Remember the other night he got 24 lobsters up to 10 pounds and he had 10 over 3 pounds unbelievable up there in Long Beach right now what's going on. And we got the spots, and Justin's going to be on them, and it's going to be a phenomenal night. You're going to get to watch it live, and you're going to wish you were there. So somebody grab that QR code and get on Justin's boat tomorrow night with that one spot left. It's going to be epic, and you could be having lobsters for Halloween. How cool would that be? Dave Burris believes in a slot. You keep them all from 14 to 22 inches. I keep everyone that bites my line. I don't believe in a slot. I believe in if they bite my line, they die. Mm -hmm. They already took it zero to 14 inches. That's a great slot. We don't need to fill in any slots. If the thing's over 22 inches, it dies. Nothing should be that old. We're helping that fish out. Nothing wants to mate with a 70-year-old fish. Just like nothing wants to mate with a 70-year-old man. I'm just telling you, gang... Check this out too. This is a new feature on our website on uh, your saltwater guide. You can now down, download your videos onto the We've been doing pictures for the last 7 months, 8 months. Now we can download our videos. How cool would that be to have your video go up on my website and then Elliot and I share it across social media and your Instagram, TikTok, YouTube or Facebook goes viral because we shared your video. That would be pretty spectacular for you. It's a way to get into this community even more. We built the most epic fishing community. My good buddy, who's been a VIP member for a very, very long time, is Scott is selling his boat. And this is a beautiful boat, gang. This thing is available, ready to go. If somebody wants to get into this fishing thing, it's got a brand new trailer. The trailer's worth like seven grand itself. He only wants 65 grand for this thing. Look at this. You can go to Catalina, spend the night. You can go out to Channel Island, spend the night. It's a power cat. Doesn't rock and roll. It's ready to go. It's a beautiful boat. with a little cabin, brand new electronics. Everything on it's ready to go. You want to check this thing out. I don't let people advertise on my website. That's not what we do. But we're letting, we're letting Scott try to sell his beautiful boat because I know the boat and it's a beautiful boat and it's in phenomenal shape. We're not selling garbage on the website. That's not what we do, gang. My name is going to be behind this thing. You will not be disappointed if you get a hold of that boat. And those of you that are listening to the podcast, if you're thinking about a boat, jump over onto our YouTube channel or our Facebook channel and check it out. Look at Scott's boat. You can see it on the podcast check it out. You won't be disappointed. This boat's ready to go. You'll be back into that big bluefin next year. You'll be all ready. Get it now. You catch sea bass and halibut and lobsters for the next five, six months and be ready when that bluefin shows up again next year. Look at that phenomenal night. Look at that 10-pounder on them. That was on Justin's boat just a couple nights ago. 10-pound lobster, three-pound, eight-pound bunch of those rock crabs we were talking about earlier john stanley just an epic epic night of hoop netting with justin you will not be disappointed gang you know the the only thing bad about this is elliot and i want to go but both of us have to work we can't go but you can you can go with justin tomorrow night on the boat and you can get famous like these guys you can get your pictures posted all over our podcast plus he's going to be live how cool is that doing these live events out on the water hoop netting no one's ever done that before we did three hours of it and it for me it was better than any sporting event i know a lot of you like to watch kneel down sports where they don't sing the national anthem anymore i don't understand that but you're still doing it obviously somebody's doing it because they're they're still televising i don't know why but man, you can watch fishing live real not edited not boogered up real live fishing that's what I did. I set my I set my uh, iPad up and I wa- there he is live out on the water. How badass is that? He's explaining to you exactly what he's doing. The only thing he's not showing you is where he's at. He doesn't show you the GPS numbers because that wouldn't be fair to all of our members that are paying for all that information. But everything else, he's showing you what the rocks look like that he's throwing these hoops on. You get to watch them pull live. That's better than watching some booger eater run for a touchdown and then kneel down during the national. Telling oh. you, woo. There's nothing better than pulling up a hoop net full of water. We got no volume.
0: Come on, brother. Come on. All right, cool. Have fun, guys. Oh, (laughs) you (laughs) can't. Don't stop. Don't
1: stop. Don't stop. Don't quit. Nada. Nada. But that's what I mean by not edited. There's one full of lobsters. Woo! I got uh curse. Yeah, this is the brand that I have these ones. There you go, Davey, there you go. There you go. Walk it back. There you go. Heavy go. Uh oh,
0: come on, go ahead. Cody, Cody. You gotta help him. Cody, Cody! Holy cow! Whoa! Dang! What the heck?
1: Hit the jackpot! Holy! Nice!
0: Holy! hit the jackpot on
1: that one, huh? Holy cow! Isn't that more fun than watching, isn't that more fun than watching some stupid sporting event that doesn't matter? I think so. I there, For me, it was incredible the other night. I watched all three hours. I, Kelly was watching a movie and I had the iPad right underneath the movie, the TV screen watching it. And every time he pulled one, I shut off her movie and watched what happened. Pretty incredible. He live streamed. He talked to those children and he also, and it was blowing. There's Justin. Absolutely. It was blowing. Justin, we're trying to fill up that one last spot you got, buddy. Me, Elliot's working hard at it. He's pulling up lots of good information. Gang, you got to get on that last spot. He's got open. You want to be that guy. Well, we're all going to be sitting in our houses, watching you tomorrow night, pull the hoop nets. And those of you that are on the fence thinking, I don't know, listen, he leaves, he gets back before you won't be tired, you can still go to work, and you can go to work and tell all your friends on Friday, dude, I went out hoop netting with this cool dude and we caught a bunch of lobsters and I'm having lobsters for Halloween dinner. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it. It's right here. It's going to be live on your saltwater guide tomorrow night. He's going to be showing us exactly what he's doing. It's going to show us exactly what he's doing. It's going to go live on your saltwater guide tomorrow night. Just like it goes live. Just like this, Dave Burris. You're going to watch it on Facebook. Elliot, is it going to be able to be seen on Facebook and YouTube or just Facebook? Probably just Facebook. Elliot will answer us, but just Facebook. Yep. Just Facebook gang tomorrow night, just live on Facebook. It's going to be incredible. Justin will be showing you what he's doing, how he's setting up the hoops when he's throwing them in the water. There's nobody else that does this gang. You're the rest of the people are putting up, uh, the rest of the people are putting up, uh, edited videos. And you're only getting to see when they're successful. You're going to get to see the agony of bringing up a hoop net with nothing in it. And you're going to get to see the thrill of bringing up a hoop net with stuff in it. There's no editing when we go live gang, it's live. It's, it's incredible. That's what makes it so much fun. Cause I don't have any, I listen, I'm telling you the other night when Elliot just showed you those videos, I watched every single minute of it. And I did it for a living for a very, very long time. And I was very, very impressed to sit in my house and watch it. It was, I wished I was there because it was so cool to watch. And I was so excited when they caught them. And I was so excited when they didn't, because when you don't, the next net that does is just even that, that much better. And it's so fun to razz each other. You're like, Oh my gosh, you just pulled one full of water. Then I, I hope I get some. And then you pull your net. It's got four or five lobsters in it. You're like, see, let me pull them all. And then they're like, no, I'm pulling the next one. And then the next one comes up with five or six in it. It's just, it's so fun. And you want to be a part of fun. It's always fun to have fun. It's always fun to have fun gang and turn off the, the television. Unless you're watching a cool movie like Elliot's got Kelly and I watching the scariest movie he's ever seen we started to get into it last night elliot but it was like nope kelly got too scared we had to shut it off and turn on fails on youtube that things ripped their tails off (laughs) just rip the tail off devo and drop it in the boiling hot water that's the best way it's quick it's easy they don't feel, they don't feel that. And then tear all the legs off and make popcorn lobster legs. That's, if you didn't see that video yesterday, that popcorn lobster leg video, we'll put show that again on Tuesdays. It's pretty cool. It's a bitching way to eat lobsters. That popcorn lobster leg video that we put up yesterday. Yeah, the, mo- <laughs> yes, it is. We got way too scared, way too quick, way too early. And we had to shut it off and then go watch some funny videos so we can go to sleep. Gang, do me a giant favor. I'm just, now I'm begging. Hit the share button down there on the bottom. Hit the share button. It's right there. It's easy. It's quick. Click share. Share this with all your friends. I need to build this thing up as fast as I can. I want to be gigantic. I really do. And I need all of you to help me. It's free. It's free. It's absolutely free to share our podcast. Monday through Friday, we do this podcast. And it's fun doing those popcorn lobster legs, Mike Lewis. Absolutely. It's incredible. Isn't that cool that you got to learn? That's the cool thing about fishing and life is you get to learn new stuff all the time. Mike and Jamie were talking to me on the phone and I told them stop. Tear a leg off that lobster right now. and Put it in a bag and put it in the microwave. He did it and he did it. And then it's like addicting. The next thing you know, you're like, I'm ripping all their legs off. And it's so tasty and it's so good. But I need all of you to help me. Hit the share button, please. Just easy. It's free. You're not going to hurt anybody's feelings sharing this. If you don't, if you watch on YouTube, but you're not a subscriber, just get a subscription. It's free. And then you can share our videos. If you're not a subscriber, you can't share the videos. You're just doing me and Elliot a huge favor by sharing these videos. If you enjoy our content, if you have fun listening to the sarcasm dripping out of my mouth, if you enjoy all that, if you like watching all those videos, here we go. Made this great video for me. I just showed... Talked to them on the phone and told them how to do this. And this is popcorn lobster legs, gang. You drop the leg into the bag. You do not seal the Ziploc bag. The reason why we leave it open is so that the bag itself doesn't explode. What we're going to do is we're going to set it for 20 seconds. And we're going to watch this. And when it goes pop, it's done. Then you're going to open up the door. Watch, watch. Pop. Pop. That's the meat popping out of the leg. It comes out exactly the same size as the leg. It's incredible. They can only do one at a time, but we always put it in the Ziploc to make sure that we uh, don't get lobster meat all over inside the microwave. There it is. Look at that. Perfect chunk. Blow on it a little bit. Cool it down, Mike Lewis. And there you go. Yum, yum. Nothing better than popcorn lobster leg. And another thing, gang, Mike Lewis and his wife, Jamie, are very good friends of Kelly and I's now. Just because he started watching their, our show back during the pandemic, and now we're buddies. Now we're pals. Now we hang out. He came down here on his vacation. For his birthday, his wife brought him to Cabo. We had the time of our lives gang, the community we're building at your saltwater guide is absolutely incredible. Gang, we have over 4,000 members. As you go into the community and you start to see the camaraderie, and you start to see the friendships that are being built by people, Dan and Kim, Augie, Tim. I can go on and on. Brian, so many regulars on the show every day, but we're I, you guys all feel like family to me. We're, we're, Buddies, you see me at the show. You see me walking around. Devo, I've known you since I was a little kid. You watch the show every day. You and I grew up working for my dad. We, we've been around forever, but we still get into watching the camaraderie and the friendships that are growing. And Justin Botrell been fishing with me since back on the seahorse, back when he was a little kid. There's just so much camaraderie and love that happens here and then you, you got your friends out there that are haters, but they don't even know me. They've never sat down and had a cup of coffee with me. They have no idea who I am. They've never spent five minutes with me, but they'll tell you all kinds of things about me, which are absolutely unbelievably incredible. If you sit down with me and have a cup of coffee, I am what I am. There's no agenda. I am just out here trying to make people happy. And it sounds like my generator's running out of gas because I set it for an hour and I'm going to go fill it up with gas.